Welcome back to another episode of the Shifting Podcast. I'm Edward Nassau, and Arthur Black is on the road once again. But uh, I'm sitting here at our new tiki bar here in Indianapolis, the Inferno Room, uh, which has been talked about in a couple of the previous episodes right as we just got open. But uh, I'm sitting here with a full table of tiki files and uh, some of the most badass bartenders and operators in the country when it comes to tiki. So um, to my left, I got Kevin Berry from uh, Three Dots and a Dash. Hey, man. Thanks for having us in. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming down from Chicago. Or actually, you're coming from uh, Kentucky, right? Yeah, yeah. Sure. You guys, uh, well, we got the whole crew. Everybody want to introduce themselves? Like, we literally are sitting here with a full, quote, studio. <laughs> I'm Corey Starr. Also from Three Dots. Also, yeah, everybody. The Three man. Dots bar team is down. But you guys been... Um, down in bourbon country doing doing a little uh, barrel selection yeah man it was awesome i mean we really uh the cool part about barrel selection for us is like we're going in and we can pick barrels of bourbon that we think are going to work well in tiki drinks so yeah everybody else goes in there trying to figure out like the, the most well-balanced like lightly spicy bourbon and we sort of went in there looking for the absolute wild man of the bunch yeah i was thinking so. about that when you told me you were coming up from kentucky i was like wow that's got to be a completely different selection because you're you're not Pouring a lot of neat pours of bourbon. No, and that was the like we were very much confusing our handlers. I was going to ask like, how, did, how like, was that received? Like, Are you sure you want to go in that direction? But actually, they were awesome. I mean, they really did have a, a good concept of what we wanted to do, and were really open with how we were going to use their bourbon, and they were excited about it too. So it was, it was rad. We had a great time. So I presume uh, we usually ask everybody what they drank last night, but I'm going to have a wild guess that you drank bourbon. I mean, oh my if God. you're in Kentucky and you don't order bourbon, you might get kicked out of Kentucky. Yeah, man, I'm like a rum drinker to the core, and. Don't get me wrong. I, I really do enjoy drinking bourbon too, but it's one of the thing. One of the, one of those things where I have one or two, maybe it's not like a whole night yeah, of drinking yeah, bourbon. Yeah, yeah. But at least by the end of it, we were getting into like Boulevardiers and and some composed bourbon cocktails. That yeah, went but there's down something about being in Kentucky. Like I mean, <laughs> yeah. I know I'm close. I'm closer than you are. It's yeah. like, it takes us an hour and 15 minutes or something to drive into Louisville, but. I don't know, something about being in Kentucky that just makes you want to drink bourbon, yeah, you know? Yeah, for sure. You get it's, out there, and it's like really beautiful country, and it's hilly, and you see horses and shit, and you're and like, And there's yeah. good bourbon everywhere. Well, right, yeah, like you know? every crappy right. little dive bar exactly. has got and like... They, and they take that serious, and they're, and they're proud of it. I mean, I think that's one of the things we had a conversation about is like, it really is the the American spirit. Like, it is something to be proud of. I think maybe we we overlooked that a little bit as tiki bartenders, like, that this is... Yeah, no, I... I mean, I agree with that. I told you I was just on a Maker's Mark uh, a week ago, and yeah. that's uh, my wife's from Thailand, and she had a friend visiting from Thailand. I was like, well, I'm going to show you what we do here. Yep. And what well, made, made sense, we're close. Right. So you guys have been on the road, man, but I want to talk a little bit about, like, God, you guys kill it up there. Uh, we've talked about you guys Thanks, numerous man. times on the show. Um, I've, I'm always impressed by the drink program, food program, the way you guys kill it. It's like a well-oiled machine. Um Anybody that hasn't been to Three Dozen a Dash in Chicago is really missing out. Yeah, venture down the alley. Come see us. Yeah. <laughs> Every time, uh, it's always it's never my first stop in the evening. I'm like, now which alley is it that yeah, I got to yeah. walk down? <laughs> right, you know? yeah. I'm like, I'm just looking for the people <laughs> taking out trash at yeah, Topo yeah. Bampo and right, Frontera. Exactly. I'm like, oh, that's yeah, it. Yeah. That's it. I see I see fire at the yeah. end. We stepped up our like Tiki Torch game now. So you like, did, You yeah. could almost land a fucking airplane in the alley because they're not a Tiki <laughs> Torch. Right yeah, I was yeah. there. I did notice that because it was like, hey, it used to be a lot more confusing to get down yeah, here. Yeah, no, we just blew it up out there. I don't know. But uh, you want to tell our listeners a little bit about like uh, what uh, Three Dots does, and, and like I mean, it's it's a massive machine, man. 
Yeah, it's cool. So, I mean, we're we're a, a basement tiki bar, kind of hidden off an uh, alley in the River North neighborhood of Chicago. Um, you know, our focus is a, a really solid mix of, of classic tiki cocktails and, and our modern twists on um, tiki cocktails. So, you know, we do a lot of um, really eccentric large format cocktails. So, I mean, it's really... It's a place to... You're known for your large format cocktails. Yeah. I mean, they, they, Instagram just blows up with that shit. Right. Which, I mean, they're fun. I mean, we want you to come to Three Dots and Dash and, and, and have a good time. You know, we, we really try not to take ourselves too seriously um, and really ensure that, that when you're there with a group of friends, like, you're going to have a blast. Well, not only that, but you guys have an insane rum selection. Like, Yeah. I mean... Well, it was about uh, a year and a half ago. I was in there with Matt Petrick, and you invited us back, and we got destroyed. Yeah, we drank some rum that night. We, we took did. all the you, treasures out. We, you did take all the, yeah. Because I think I just gotten like, I had just been in Martinique, too, so I had, like, some still, still strange stuff. Man, we did get... Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, you did still have the still bottles. Up. Yeah. Well, and uh, we had just been over at the office, so we were already yeah. pretty well yeah, deep yeah. into our evening. Right. But yeah, that was a lot of fun, man. Matt's a uh, Matt got fucking destroyed that night. I, sure I don't did. know if you'd appreciate me saying that. I don't know. Yeah. I, well, I think everybody's seen no, the I photos. Mean, he was it was for <laughs> it was for science, man. It you was. Know, he's it a was. he's a rum writer. It was it was his duty to it was enjoy man. those those spirits. Matt's a crazy motherfucker when he gets naked, <laughs> man. Like yeah. it, we've had some nights in Miami and Chicago and everywhere else, man. But I mean, you guys have a, a huge rum program. Yeah, um, like you said, you pulled out all the cool bottles, but like I yeah. was fucking floored because, um, I mean, we get rum drinkers here, right. obviously as well, and then uh, my sister restaurant, uh, Black Market. Mm -hmm. You know, we've had a large rum selection, but nothing compared to what you guys got. And you have some real cool, fun bottlings because you got a little bit of a bigger budget than we do. So it's cool yeah. to have like all that selection. Um, do you find people like chasing after it because we weren't sure how that was gonna the tiki files we're gonna like go for the rum you know right you know i think it's a i don't know it's a delicate balance because are people kicking down the doors to come in and drink the rare rums probably not for the most part they're there sure. for the cocktails but you know you find that even your experienced cocktail drinker after one or two or three or really bold tiki drinks they you know maybe interested in trying something on its own yeah and honestly we do a lot of i mean as much as you know we had this conversation that rum has been the Next up and coming spirit now for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say right? for quite a while. Yeah, so, years. yeah, it's just. Um, so, we take the opportunity a lot to, you know, introduce people to, to the new and diverse styles of rum. And I think that's where we get the most satisfaction from it as bartenders. You know, introducing you to rum is really taking you, you know, from the novice understanding of drinking Bacardi White and Coke to right. really experiencing all that there is in that category. It's tough, man. I was, I was putting together kind of a layman's rum course for the holidays and like just making a good punch and stuff for the holidays. Yeah. And it's like I started asking around people like uh, that, you know, are on staff or friends like, what's the most confusing thing about rum? They're like, I I mean, I don't know. Like, I just, I just get whatever is available. Like, and typically that's not a great option, you know, like most liquor stores aren't don't have a deep shelf. But there you go, that's part of it. That's a liquor store. You go in a liquor right. store and there's like right. ninety skews of flavored rums, <laughs> right? Yeah, and like four decent rums. Like yeah. that's how I judge where rum is in the market is by looking at how the liquor store is organized. Yeah, and it's still a train wreck. It's getting better. The quality rums are like creeping off the bottom shelf. Yep, and expanding and expanding and expanding. So I think that's a very healthy sign for maybe what we have to come with. With American rum drinkers, but yeah, I, I think agree we, still, with that. we still do have a long way to go. Because but, we, when we started building our rum list, fuck eight eight years ago, probably. Yeah, 
Um, we got we had like 15 decent rums in the market, and that's what we thought were decent like eight years ago. And like that's significantly we've changed um, our opinion on a lot of those rums. But like I think now we've got like 125 on the shelf that yeah. we feel are worth putting up. And I think even in the last three years, I mean, yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> I won't mention it on air, but I, I noticed some very interesting agriculture up there. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that well, we, I, I sampled speak. in Martinique and hadn't seen since. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw a bottle of Clement over there. I was wondering what it was. It's in the gold bottle over there. Yeah. I haven't seen that one either. Yeah, that's Clement XO. Delicious one. Um, yeah, but even the last three years, I mean, you know, I think we're starting to see a lot of interesting things happen in the rum industry. Like now... These bulk um, rum producers that for years have just been selling off their stocks are starting to produce their own labels and they're being imported and distributed. I mean, we have access to so much better rum now than even three or five years ago. So um, you've been running the program at Three Dots and a Dash for how long now? Uh, like, just about three years on the dot. Is that it? About three? Yeah. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, Maybe I mean, that's our, our bourbon name. We were trying to figure out a name. We had to name a bourbon by like an hour from now. So. Oh really? Yeah, we got to come up with a clever name. Maybe that's it. That's it. Yeah. On the dot. Yeah. <laughs> on the dots. Who knows? So. I'm dot. fucking laying claim to some yeah. percentage of that. Yeah, not for that sure. Barrel man. <laughs> all yours. All yours. I told you they're wild. So. I'm sure. Yeah, I won't be in there drinking it neat. I'll yeah. just try it neat and then in the cocktails. Mm-hmm. But um, where were you before three dots? Uh, so. I got an interesting bar background. Like my, my first gig, I you know started bartending at 18, um, which in Pennsylvania at the time you could get behind a bar at 18. Okay, um, I was, I was like, on what? A, yeah, did bartending on this dinner cruise boat to get to pay my way through college and kind of kept that up. To a dinner the, cruise boat in Pennsylvania? Yeah, like you went out on the Delaware River. I was okay, like, all right, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So, so you went out on the river, but <laughs> I, I mean, was like, I, okay, I always, I always kind of classify Philly as Philly, and the rest of Pennsylvania is yeah, no, I was, you know, minor. for sure. <laughs> So I was in a situation where, like, you'd be on this boat, you'd be behind your bar, 500 people would get on this thing at the same time, and Jesus. all of a sudden your ticket printer would be down to, like, the floor, you know, in an in an, yeah, in an instant. You know, so I really got a hold of that, and by the time I was getting ready to graduate, I was a, a bar manager and, and had, you know, was, was getting my first cocktail programs going, and it just didn't seem like a great plan to jump out of that and get into my field of broadcasting so I just kind of stuck with it <laughs> and then wound up you know through a couple of private restaurant groups and then into hotels and running hotel beverage programs and then that's kind of how I wound up in Chicago was getting transferred out to to op- do a new hotel opening um, which is great and I loved it I mean it's really hotels offer you a really interesting challenge but the opportunity came up to um, run a tiki bar Where, I don't know and yeah, that seemed like right, something yeah. I, 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 should, it, I should check out so I was definitely more in this cocktail or classic cocktail mindset and then had the opportunity to come come to Tiki and haven't well, looked back since. And how old are you now? Uh, 33. You're only 33? Damn, child. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys are all about the same age? We got no, some young Corey's old man. He's like, all right, all right. I was like, I was looking for the old guys, man. I just, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, just turned 42. And, and that he was, he was born in 83, so. Jesus. Just, <laughs> all right, yeah. <laughs> But you guys do crazy high volume over at Three Dots, and that's why, like, I was thinking when you were talking about the hotels and stuff, I'm like, that's that's really great training. Yeah, and, and the cruise ship as well, or whatever <laughs> cruise yeah, ship. Yeah, for sure. On I mean, the river, you know. <laughs> on the the cruise on the river. Yeah. Um, I always said the corporate background, like, or corporate experience, because I I came up through Buffalo Wild Wings, like, yeah. 
Outback Steakhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah Outback. Sure, so. I love that. Yeah, like uh, I mean, one of my business partners came up through like Darden restaurants and Olive mm-hmm. Garden and all that. So it's great training, management-wise. Right. Maybe not so much on the you know, like craft cocktail oh, no, side or yeah, like that, sure, but, yeah. but but yeah, but you learn how to run a place. Run how to know how to run a business. And yeah. the tiki bars is kind of a tricky business. Everybody thinks it's well, you buy cheap rum and you make you know strong drinks and that's it, but. You know, when you look at the dollars and cents of it, when you have a 75 cents of garnish on every cocktail, yeah, you better have the rest of operation tight to make that whole thing work. Not to mention well, that you have a mugs that float mug, out there. Right, right, exactly. Like, there's all these things. Everyone thinks like a tiki bar is this sort of, you know, loose and wild business, but you really got to be dialed in if you want it to be rough. It's tough, man. Yeah, I mean, we do a nightly inventory on those mugs and yeah. see what's floating away, what's not. And it's, uh-huh. it, I mean, just that alone takes time, yeah. energy, the garnish. How's your mugging game coming? Um... As far as losing them, yeah, <laughs> um, we're actually doing pretty good. Like, okay. I mean, uh, our our mugs are a little bulky, so they're a little bit harder to stash yeah. in, a, in a purse. It gets tricky in the winter time. Everybody's got a big coat on. Yeah, but you're saying if you don't, if, you, yeah, if yeah. you keep away from standing only, it's going to be a lot. Yeah, and we um, uh, we don't serve in mo- most of our branded mugs. We don't use. Uh, okay. We've got only well, we've only got a couple of branded mugs, but and one of them re- like retail only. Um, the good one, <laughs> the nice. bad, the badass ones, retail only because it's a cool. handled uh, PNG drum mug. Yeah, those things are dope. <laughs> and but that handle will also break real easy, so like we don't want to like end up with a bunch of broken handles yeah, yeah. on the floor. Um, know that world. But like, I mean, so you, all you guys are behind the bar. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, 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 for sure. That's insane, man. Like, I mean, I've met I've met a couple of you guys before, but like, so I read recently where I talked to. Gosh, man, I don't know. I've gotten so hammered in your guys' bar so many times. Um, I end up having the, uh, what, you have a clarified... Uh, uh, clarified banana daiquiri. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. <laughs> I've sucked a few of those down, man. But, yeah. like, you guys go through, like, a pretty extensive, like, training, like, spirits training, don't you? Yeah. Um, we, uh, we spent a lot of time doing rum. We spent 11 weeks meeting every week for three hours doing rum training, and we took... Uh, the whole bar team threw every rum that we carry. So we went country by country, distillery by distillery, covered all the um, Jeez, how many rum production details. Uh, a little over 300. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and we tasted, deal. yeah, we tasted every single rum. We, but more so, it was, it was talking about like how they were produced and and why they taste the way they do. And then, you know, because these are things that we work with all the time. I think everybody gained a better understanding of of how to work with these rums. And and since doing that, from myself and Corey to the whole team, we have we now use a, a far greater diversity of rums in making menu cocktails. And I think we did before we really took that deep because dive. Because there's like a, there's a lot of flavor profiles that you're not when you you need to fill in a hole in a tiki drink. Yeah. I think. And if you you know all of it. You can pick something out just off the top of your head. Right. right now. Yeah, you have and just a greater palette of, of tools to choose from in your toolbox. Yeah, I thought, like, Martin Kate's kind of system of, like, his classification, and when I'm going to get that fucking deep into where I'm classification. You know but I mean, we, we, I think we, it really we actually really like his. Uh, we <laughs> I use always, his quite, quite when, a bit. Yeah, when I teach rum uh, to our staff, um, we talk about Gargano classification as far yeah. as, like, if you want to get geeky with spirits. Sure. And, like, really talk about production methods, like, for the bartenders, I think that really works, you know, because you're like on the fly. If somebody asks for a drink, off, you know, um, off the top of your head or whatever, or you need to build a, something signature, you're like, okay, well, I need a heavy pot still or whatever, so or lightly aged. And I, I think it works really well um, for those in the service industry, or even if you're at home, yeah. you can afford to stock your home bar with as much rum as we do. 
Right. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I, Everybody I, laughs. I like, yeah, no. <laughs> what does that take, though? I think to, to really have a versatile home bar, you don't have to buy bottles of rum that cost over 25 or 30 bucks, but you do need six of them. What six do you? Uh, what do you think? You, there's, there's, you, you fucking you, walked into it. You walked right into it. All right, all right. So I would say you guys are gonna have to help me with this. Um, I think you start out with um, you. You know, as your building block, we call them backbone rums. You need uh, medium aged quality column still rum and relatively dry. So you need molasses column still, and you need need it to be dry. So. There's plenty of options in that category, depending on what's available in your area. Past that, you want to have, I think, your high ester Jamaican. Uh, you need to have, and that being overproof is fine. Sure, yeah. I think that you need a, um, oh, for sure. Yeah, I think you need you need a Blanc Agricole, 100%. You could probably get away with not having an aged Agricole. Um, you're going to need 151 from Guyana, without a doubt. Yeah, I think it depends. It depends on on. I hear the debates going. On like, what's your, uh, what's your no. situation? You just cool it on your um, Trinidad. No, no, but uh, you know, and I think I think uh, you know something of 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 nice quality in the traditional Barbados style is is yeah. super versatile at home. I don't know what are what do you guys often pull from at home? I mean, I I'm very simple at home, so. I drink Ray Nephew. Does <laughs> <laughs> uh, the hat, right? Yeah. Right. But I, I mean, I my most common home rum cocktail is probably the tea punch. punch. Yeah. I mean, tea uh, punch yeah. is also another one. That's, yeah, I, at home, uh, my, I don't have a ton. I mean, I have I, more, <laughs> way more than the average. I mean, yeah. I think I have like 100 bottles at home. Um, but... I would say probably a good 40 of them are agricultural. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm in a similar because they're just, they're so nuanced and there's so much to yeah. them. And, and once you really get into enjoying tea punch at home, like. Well, I'm really looking for that terroir, right? Like, yeah, I just, like, I mean, uh, when you get, like, the arid side of the island and then, like, wetter side. And, like, what a uh, special place. I can't tell you how many, like, boomerang bottles of uh, the Onus. Well, I'm not going to tell where I've sent them because yeah. they probably weren't in market over there. That's but. what I'm saying. I saw, I, saw, I was at a tiki bar recently. I saw a Dion 55 sitting behind the bar and was like, that's an amazing run. There's something about it. We were talking about it in market. There's something about uh, We have it in market, so it's okay. okay. Yeah, no, yeah, do you really? We Well, we did. Wow. We just uh, we, awesome. we bought everything that was left. Yeah. But because nice we were buy. one of the few peoples that had it. Yeah. Um, Kate Perry wanted it real badly. Yeah. <laughs> that was when Kate was still at Rumba. Right. Um, so we would occasionally just like boomerang a bottle to her yeah, if yeah. a customer happened to be in here from right, Seattle. Right. Um, but yeah, it's now that she's in New York City, I mean, she's got all the Claron now, so whatever. For Kate, sure. send us more. Must be nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. I, know. I know. I mean, I, I went to Astor Wines just to like, when I was in New York a couple weeks back, just to like check out the rum game in New York and they have really nice distribution of quality rum in Dude, New York. Dude, it's insane, man. Well, I mean, it's... Chicago's good, too. No, you guys have a great selection. I mean, I always, uh, I think I've now officially tipped, tapped out, like, Benny's yeah. um, of all the things that they offer that I don't have. Like, right. now it's just like, eh, I've got that. But the I've thing got about Benny's is I walked into the Benny's on, like, Grand Avenue one time and there was a 1990 Duncan Taylor bottling of Long Pond in there. Really? Yeah. And it was 75 bucks. And I was just sitting on the shelf, Noink. and I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that is coming with me. But that's the great thing about rum. We talk about like yeah. it's a double-edged sword. We talk about rum growing as a category, but right now there's these incredible rums at an amazing value. Yeah, and if I you think get that, outside that, of like the cities, and people don't know what they're looking at. You know, well, I I know that uh, our mutual friend Melissa Pinkerton was just traveling through northern Indiana yeah. um, and saw a bottle of the XO still hanging out on a shelf. Yeah. Somewhere when that stuff's been gone for a while. 
Yeah. I mean, again, we bought the remainder. The I Indiana. was going to say, uh, I still got a pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we, I think so. we've got two cases. Yeah. Uh, but still, I, I shouldn't have said that. Well, uh, I did. I will no longer yeah, will. No, right. I know. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, it's um, as the category expands. There's still obviously it's 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 making its way out there, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that home bar wise, yeah, those agricoles kind of nail it for me. Yep. If I looked across my selection, that's why I always, as when I'm talking about rum, and which we often do on the show, um, to m- much to my uh, co-host Arthur's chagrin, because he's not a big rum guy. Yeah, more of a wine guy. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, he, uh, he's um, Sam and um, all in Indie Spirits. He's a good buddy of Nico Pelosi, so um, who's also now distributing the Clarent in New York for uh-huh. for uh, Bellier. But. Um, yeah, I mean, we're t- constantly talking about it. I always ask, you know, what, what, what's, what do you drink at home? Like, what's your one reach? There's always that one bottle that goes faster than the rest of them. When you said Ray and Nephew, it's like, yeah. Yeah, because there's a lot of Ray at home. Yeah, and I look to see, you know, what my typical bottles that I'm reaching for constantly are, and it's always always Martinican oh, and unaged. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I've got some of the cool, fun stuff, and i got some, like, all my crappy rums, like, are in the front in case friends that don't appreciate it come over. Like, oh, you guys got some cool stuff here. I'm yeah. Like, uh, why don't you try this? <laughs> uh, and a few bourbons and stuff, but... Did you check out uh, the Real McCoy, like, the dis- distiller's proof that they just started putting out? So it's like, it's I, like all the... It's a whole Real McCoy line, but at, like, 90 proof. I did try that. And um, uh, they're one of them, that, uh, I think it's the, the 10-year-old with the white label. Yep, yep. Whew. Righteous. Yeah, we don't get it. <laughs> I don't know where who yeah. gets it. They just it just got in Illinois. So. Okay, well that's where I had it. Was yeah. um, God, was it at Chicago Rum Fest? Did they had, they might have been serving yeah. it there. And I mean, obviously, Richard's Linda, the Foursquare stuff yeah, is also insane too. I mean, that, that's one thing. If I have Foursquare at home, go on. Oh yeah, I, I've got. Well, I think I have most of the exceptional cast selections of the Foursquare stuff, yeah. but like. I always, um, if I know Gail and Richard are going to be somewhere, I try to, like, bring something for Gail, because I know she probably has something in her bag. <laughs> <You know>? They're <laughs> like, very generous. Yeah. And, I mean, their, their rums are incredible. So. When I uh, when we were there in February for the February, March, April, fucking whenever that rum thing was, yeah. though, we were in Logan Square. Yeah. Um, I was at Fat Rice Bakery before that, and I was like, oh, shit, give me some of those, uh, give me some of those Ubi milk bars or yeah. whatever they're called, and, like, Pre-wrapped, walked in and saw Gail. Like, hey, I brought something for you. Yeah. I'm like, you happen to have any of that Veritas in your bag? <laughs> <laughs> Did you get a taste of the uh, the Principa? <laughs> Man, I okay. Oh. So I can tell this story now because um, there's photos and apparently Gail has them. But we were like, I, th- I was like, man, I'm fucking myself. Um, it was that night. I was like, we'll never get an allocation of this shit again. So for those of you out there that aren't in the industry, like these rums that are very limited bottlings, um, they kind of allocate to who gets to buy them and you get very limited amounts depending on your sales and how much they like you and all those sorts of, you know, things that come into it. But uh, one of our bartenders was, uh, actually I think he got my bottle because Gail's like, I'll bring you a bottle of Chicago. Like, cool, I'll just get it from you there. And then I got really drunk and didn't ever take it, but he bought it. Well, we left a uh, seminar with Richard and Bailey Pryor from Real McCoy and, and Foursquare and ended up, or, uh, up over a, a different bar. And um, it was taking a while to get a drink, and we were really drunk and very, very rudely. And do not do this, folks. This is super illegal, rude. It'll get you thrown out. It did not get us thrown out, but we, we probably came close. Um, 
ended up we had that bottle of Principia and we popped it open and just started slugging out of the bottle uh, I know right I was like I just it kills me to even think about it but we were so drunk we're like whatever we can't go ask for a glass yeah and I think we were, we were sitting with some guys that own uh, some tiki bars in another city out in Ohio and uh I think uh, a couple guys from San Francisco were also, and we just passed it around like a damn joint, and it's like so just non-reverent and or irreverent, I guess. And it was, yeah. And the next day, it was gone. And we're like, oh god, we didn't. Why did we do that? It's, you know, it's meant but to be. But it was cool. We, right? Yeah, it was like we shared it. You know, yeah. like we got to share it with like tiki dudes from you know right. literally coast to coast. Yep. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, there is not a bottle on the shelf any longer. It may have uh, ended up... We don't know where it ended up, actually. There was a little bit left in that bottle, but uh, one of our one of our crew almost ended up in uh, in jail in Chicago that evening. So. Wow. wow. Yeah, so, Rumfest rum always gets wild, no matter what city it's in. It yeah. Like it's well, I think what was happening was we were sitting at Lost Lake, and I was sitting with Kate, and so I was drinking tea bunches. Uh, and behind me, the rest of my crew was just slamming... Real McCoy, because Bailey was just like, "Need some more? Need some more? Need some more?" Yeah, and yeah, it got real wild real fast. But um, man, I, again, you know, we 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 got off topic. We started talking about rum a little bit, oh, but yeah. but like at Three Dots, man, we I'm really fascinated with the volume you guys do there, and I've seen the videos. I, is it you putting up videos up on your personal Facebook page, or is it you putting it up on the Three Dots page? Of like all your cool like mad scientist shit in the back. Yeah, that's on the personal. Yeah, that's on the. That's real neat, man. I've, yeah. I've tried to find some of those videos online before because I think they're actually. Um, I mean, they're fascinating. I don't think they're incredibly um, useful for a lot of us that, are, that don't have that kind of volume. But you're doing yeah. like what two, three thousand cocktails a night. Yeah, I mean, we peak on a on a Saturday evening around twenty seven hundred. Jesus about Christ, where. <laughs> Things, That's like probably our we weekly like flow of people. Yeah, it gets rough. It yeah, gets I mean, rough. I, you know, we we figured out how to do that, and it wasn't always that way. It's by figuring out how to how to pull all that stuff off. We've been able to to grow that volume and to get drinks out faster than than people can really consume them. And that's what I think is a real testament to the program there and like what you guys have instituted because I've been coming to Three Dots since it opened and I know you weren't part of the opening crew Yeah. and it's gone through a couple of incarnations. You were part of the opening yeah, crew? Yeah, both these guys. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Awesome, man. Both that's kick-ass. Yeah, so you guys are like been up and down and up and down. Oh, gosh. The they've whole they've damn they've thing. They've gone through like every, every position behind the bar and then now yeah. they, they hold it down for And now and rocking it. 20 cocktails at a time. Pumping and dumping. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, do you have any idea how many cocktails you guys make in there? Oh, no. No? Uh, I, mean, I don't guys, try to think about it. Yeah. Right. You just put your head down and just listen to that thing that go off. I mean, you make 60% of, on, yeah, a, on the busiest night, 2,700 cocktails. So. Yeah. yeah I, think, I think on a slow night, it's, in, it's, it's like 150 uh, or more. Like uh, on a busy night, like 200, 300, easy. Yeah, no, uh, hours you're, just you're pass well by in your moment. head. You're making, yeah, we're making like 750. But like, you've got some real clever ways of like, um, like preparing for that. I've seen. Yeah. Last time I actually sat at the kind of far end of the bar. From when you walk in, you go to the left and all the way to the far end. Mm -hmm. Like I get to watch, you know, like some of the. You had some of the stuff on on tap. You yeah, know, yeah, so you can like pour out some of the like. Is it just pre-batched mix? I mean, like not so mix, but like those are we do we do four mm -hmm. of and not not the highest selling, but four of the highest touch cocktails. Right on, on draft, and and we make them every day. 
Um, so for those of you out there that are, when he said uh, high touch and like a cocktail that has multiple ingredients and it takes a hell of a long time to like right. you've got to pick up eight different bottles to make a cocktail. Yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we identify whatever. It's it's an overall big picture thing. So it's like putting the cocktails on draft that allow us to be more efficient in other ways. So by taking certain things out of the station or taking high touch cocktails off off the build list, I mean it, it makes you quicker and more efficient uh, for other parts of the menu. Um, but you have to do it right at the same time. We're not willing to sacrifice quality by putting cocktails on draft. So we make them every day. We make them in five gallon batches. We pressurize them under nitrogen so they don't oxidize and. You know, a lot of those cocktails, you know, when you blast it with that much pressure of NO2, they really, something very positive happens to them. You know, they're, they're coming off a draft super, super cold. But that's only a part of our program. That's only sure. four cocktails of the 41 cocktails. Right, yeah, I was going to say, I only noticed four, four yeah. lines coming out there. And, like, you guys have a pretty extensive menu, and it's grown over the years. Yeah, like we the, just keep adding and adding and adding. I know, adding, yeah, adding, yeah, adding. yeah. Well, you guys didn't just rolled out that big large format one ah, I say the pirate ship. You, guys, see, you guys got the money man you guys got the money for like production videos and shit no, see, I do like the couple no, 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 who, I mean, who are the people drinking or getting served the those are are, are they friends yeah they're yeah, not yeah. those aren't real people but well, that yeah, of was course not, not. I mean, of course was, not it was, it was way too real people it was, those aren't real humans <laughs> it was way too well lit but yeah, yeah. I was like, but I mean that wasn't like we didn't we didn't put that video on right we, yeah, we some you know we did a release of the cocktail. It was that was press coverage. You know they came in and, and did really this high production video. Yeah, that wasn't us. Oh, um, I thought that was a commission stuff. Mm. That was awesome. Yeah, like the pirate ship's pretty fucking yeah. cool. Yeah. Wait, what, what what's in the pirate ship? I haven't right. had it. I, uh, I, so yeah. we yeah. take so there's a, it's a it's a scaled down pirate ship, um, and it comes out um, carried by two, usually myself and one of my colleagues here, dressed as pirates. Um, oh really? Yes. Nice. And Who gets to dress as pirates? Yeah, we all. Yeah, you're looking at it. Yeah, you're looking at it. So resting in the pirate ship is a bottle of uh, Appleton's 21 year old. Nice. Uh, so the pirate ship comes to the table. We grab the bottle of Appleton's 21 year old out of the pirate ship, pour it, split it into two giant cocktail shakers, and then shake the cocktail to the table and dump it in. And it's a cocktail composed of the Appleton 21, uh, yellow chartreuse VEP, um, lime, pine, mango, honey. Was that setting somebody back? Uh, three fifty. It's not terrible. No, I mean, it's a, you got that's a, a whole bottle. That's an incredible yeah, like, bottle of, of twenty-one, yeah, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like that bottle bottles. alone, just at retail for sure. Much less than a bar. That's actually a pretty good deal. Right, and I mean, that's you know, we're not in the market to. Yeah, yeah this yeah. isn't bottle service. It's not a nightclub. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So it's the essentially the equivalent. It's a better. It's probably a better deal than getting that many individual cocktails, but. Whole thing's fun. There's sound effects. I mean, there's lightning and thun- you know thunder that goes off in the restaurant. Sure, right? yeah. So, oh, that's always fun, man. I, you know, we haven't we haven't quite got there yet here at the I don't Inferno know, your Room. Thunder game is pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. There's a guy in town that actually manufactures like that stuff for like uh, haunted houses and stuff. Uh-huh. And so uh, Chris got in touch with him way before we even like built anything. We yeah. already had our. It's like, like the timing of it is what's really. It just like goes like it does its thing. <laughs> Yeah, it was supposed to tie into like uh, some of the lights on the our uh, gable mask that okay. hangs out over there, um, but uh, we found out that like because those are low voltage lights, the transformers, yeah. um, they even out the current so that they don't flash. Right. So when we hit the button, they're supposed to flash on and off yeah, all yeah, the yeah. lights in the house. But yeah, the transformers kind of yeah. take care of that, and so we can't do it. But yeah, we haven't got we haven't got to the. Uh, the high-end, like, crazy pirate ship game, that's for sure. But we were talking about earlier tonight, we thought maybe we'd do, like, a PM Spirits, like, 
baller cocktail, whatever, and just like yeah. just do all Nico shit, and it might, might be a little well. costly, right? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I think put some Rochelle in there. What we find <laughs> is, I mean, there. Are, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's going to be a segment of your consumer that's interested in in really some wild high end stuff. I yeah, mean, they come man. here. They're going to come here for an experience. If, if everyone out there listening hasn't seen this place, it's absolutely incredible. So you're coming here for an experience, and I think hey, we appreciate that. You know, man. it's really cool. Yeah, this place <laughs> I mean, it's, it's I mean, it feels wild good wild to idea. hear that because I yeah. mean, you know, we uh, we really respect what you guys do. I mean, you know, we stole one of your drinks and put it on our menu. So uh, I, there's no stealing in. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, we didn't get the actual specs, so we had to call it. It was stolen. plundered. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was plundered. Yeah, it's on the plundered <laughs> section. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I mean, that was we were so pumped when we saw that. We looked yeah. at the menu online earlier, and we were that's like, you know. Well, it's that drink that like props, so yeah. you know. I mean, I'm sure you guys get this right. So, um, and for those of you out there that go to tiki bars, like, don't be embarrassed to order like whatever it is the hell you want. We're not judging you, man. Like. We're all sitting around the table right now drinking uh, cocktails with flowers and mint and and parasols and, 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 and yeah, like I mean, it's great. delicious. Right, what, what most people call like delicious. Fufu jeans. It's like no man, this nope. stuff has way more booze yeah, in it than your seriously. Manhattan does. Right. You know? 100%. But like, I remember the first time I had your uh, the Aloha Felicia up there. Um, we we're like, we're, that's the coolest fucking name on the planet. And our bar manager Eli um, ordered one. And I ordered something else. I don't remember what I ordered, but um, we drank it, and I tasted it. I was like, God, that's fucking good. So we got a, a second round, and I was like, man, I don't know. I hate ordering the same drink twice because, you know, we're not in Chicago all the time, so we want to kind of try the whole gamut of, of drinks that you guys have there. And uh, I was like, man, I don't know. Fuck it. I just got to I, I think I got to have one. And he goes, oh, don't worry. I ordered two more. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, all right, all right, we got him. And that was the number two. That was the second iteration of that cocktail. It's evolved to number three at this point. It's it's damn tasty, man. I mean, it's a good drink. We just kind of had to reverse engineer it. It's probably not your guys' build, but it tastes the way we remember it. I'll tell you the specs on it. (laughs) Really, it was was the, the, the rum base was using the Dave Arnold coconut technique. Okay. So pressurizing the rum with cocoa nibs in the, you know, ISIs. Yep, yep. And then just, you know, building it in speck of coconut cream, pineapple juice, and lime after that. So, well, that's, you bring up an interesting point, because you said you're now on, like, version 3, 3.0, yeah. whatever. It's um, a little and number 3 now. Jason Alexander, uh, out at uh, Devil's Reef, is a good friend of ours, too. Yeah. And, like, he is notorious for just, he never stops. He just keeps fucking with his drinks and fucking with his drinks and fucking with his drinks. And, hey, like, if you make the same cocktail 4,000 times, you're going to figure out how to make it better. Right. Or, that was going to say. Uh, unless there's there's something wrong with you if, you if you don't. So, like, I mean, at, at what point do you just... Retire you, it? it? Well, yeah, retire it, but, like, or just determine that it's not the same cocktail any longer. I don't know. I'll let you know when I figure that out. <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will tell you that, like, um, to be honest, like, we were all a little, like, a, a little nervous about having that on the menu and you guys coming in tonight because we're like, we know that we don't make it the same way you guys make it. No, like, I mean, it but we feel like it tastes the same, but what? I was like, man, is, if he, they could come in and be like, fucking don't call it that because no, that's man. not what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Such, it's like such an honor for us for you guys to do that. I mean, that's what tiki, bar, tiki bars are. When you talk about the classics in your menu, we're talking about, you know, so many people commenting about not having original drinks at tiki bars. It's all about taking these classic recipes and honoring the bartenders that made them with your interpretation of it. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of fun for us. We initially had started out um, that idea with just reaching out to um, kind of our favorite tiki people and yeah. um, like, 
we reached out to like Martin, Kate, and Jason, and the guys from Porcos, and and Paul, and yourself, and a few people, and just we're like, what do you think's the most underrated tiki drink, you know, Ooh. out there that's a classic? And we started getting all the same answers, <laughs> you know. Well, we're some of them. And uh, the bourbon special was high up there on for I a love, lot of we, people. I mean, you know, we love bourbon. Bourbon and special it, is one of the best and it's, bourbon tea. And it's so that. underrated. Um, but uh, we sell a ton of them because yeah. I think because of the way that we don't and add a, descriptions on the menu. And we did too. It's a comfortable cocktail. Like it's a it's something. A flavor profile that your typical bourbon cocktail drinker right. is going to enjoy. Well, with the uh, name bourbon special, that's, yeah. I think, why we sell a lot of ours. Because, again, with the uh, kind of esoteric descriptions, yep. people don't know what's in it. but Except that one, because yeah. it says bourbon yeah. in the name. Well, so, I like, mean, uh, well, I'm safe. We're bet. doing a play on a bourbon special right now on our menu, and it's called Bourbon Cocktail. Oh, there you go. Because, right. I mean, there was, there's something to... Th- and. The bourbon special in that mindset, and it totally works. And so, yeah, that was one of the um, very popular ones. And so we quickly realized that we couldn't do this kind of like friends' favorites, which was what we wanted to do. And mm-hmm. so uh, we just kind of adopted that plundered section. And I'm like, let's just rip off drinks from people that we like and respect. And like, Freddie Sarkis is a friend. And um, God, I know he's made that cocktail at a bunch of different places. Um, that, but at Sable is the first place I ever had it. Was the Tender's Transformation, which is his Jungle Bird Riff. Okay. I know he's done it at like numerous places with different rums and yeah. call, calling it different things. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I joked that I was like, we might have by this point sold more of those than he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, because I mean, he's scooted around. He's in New York now doing you know all his cool things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's fun, man. I mean. When you go have a kick-ass drink somewhere, you you want to be able to have it again. Right. And, I mean, Jason's got his golden shell back, which I think he's on version 4.0 at mm-hmm. this point, probably. It's not been retired, but it's it's quite different than the original version. So what do you think is going to be the Inferno Room signature? Man, I don't know, but that glass man has been... Yeah, crushing I mean, it. It's, it's been killing it. Um, I really like the Fog of Thor. I mean, it's something that I was just screwing with for a long time because I just don't like the original Fog Cutter. I, I just <laughs> does anyone? <laughs> there are a few people, yeah. but um, I, I think initially it was like I woke up one morning. I was like, "Why doesn't anybody do like an Aquavit fog cutter?" You know, I, I and then I was like, "They did." Like, yeah, yeah, that was the second realization. I was like, yeah. "No, they did that in 1959." <laughs> yeah. right? Right. <laughs> uh, but. It still didn't kind of hit on the right notes for me. And I was like, this is a really overly complex cocktail that's just not that good. Yeah. And so we just kind of stripped it back to, yeah. like, equal parts Aquavit and Cognac and then uh, the citrus. And, and then uh, we added Flarenum. Actually, without the Flarenum, it sucked. I was like, I, I wasn't putting it in there. We were just doing Orja. And it was yeah. like, I just think this is a bad concept. I'm just scrapping it. I'm just not going to fucking work. And my general manager at one of our other restaurants was like, how about a little bit of flarinum? I'm like, I don't think that's going to fucking work. That's going to make this drink terrible. And we yeah. tried it. I'm like, that was it. That's Thank you. tropical <laughs> itch, actually. Yeah. But sometimes it just needs, especially. Uh, so while you've been doing this three dots thing, man, you've also been doing like education for yourself, right? Yeah. Are you are you still continuing forward? Are you finished, complete? You're no, working oh, like a master's, I'm right? I'm not even close. Yeah. So like, Working on distilling? Yeah. So what's the, uh, tell us a little bit about what you've been like doing on in that on that end because that's a it's a lot of work, man. You're putting on yourself between running a bar and yeah. <laughs> no, it's great. I mean, I, I you know I feel like there's a lack of education available in the in the spirits world. You know, if, you know when I was in in working in wine, there was you know the the guild of master sommeliers and there was yep. a 
certainly a, a course of action you could take to really educate yourself in the wine world, but that's something that's somewhat missing in the spirits world, you know, and, and sure. for me, it seemed like the best avenue to really become an expert on rum specifically was to learn distillation through and through, and that turned out in, turned into pursuing a master's in brewing and distillation, which is... Um, Ruining my life right now. I was gonna say that sounds like it's like a, I'm just gonna run a high volume cocktail bar at the yeah. same time. No, but I mean it's incredible. It's it's it, it is a, a huge challenge, but like it's really gratifying. Like when we're, you know, visiting these incredible distilleries down in in um, Louisville this this weekend to to sort of try to connect all that. Right right now it's a lot of um, microbiology and biochemistry, but as it progresses, I think. You know, really just be able to. Are you driving everybody up. crazy with the questions you ask when you go to a distillery? <laughs> it's kind of cool, like him starting this school for me because I know all this weird, nerdy shit. Yeah. And like he'll start talking about something, I'll know what he's talking about, but I'm not going to school. But I have <laughs> someone to talk to about stuff like right. this now, so yeah. it's cool for me. And validating, you're like, hey, wow, cool, I learned the right thing because right. <laughs> he learned it from school. For sure. And I mean, I, I think if, if you're going to continue to push yourself in the industry, I think we have a lack of, of really. You yeah, know, I don't want to say higher education options, but really, no, totally. I mean, to yeah, really it's not exactly like you can just go take from the community college. Like I'm gonna take my distillation classes locally, right? <clears throat> uh, so yeah, it's been totally. Right. I mean, it's been great. Yeah, and, what, what, and, and there's things. I mean, there's already things that you tie together. You know, from even the basics of it, where I'm at right now, because I'm really, truly just getting started. Yeah. To how we make cocktails, and and, and you know, we're kind of nerdy on the science side with some mm -hmm. of the stuff we do. So. Well, yeah, well, like I said, the, your videos that show what you guys do in the back on that, but, I mean, it's got to help. Obviously, it's helping in the long run, but, I mean, what's your long-term goal? I mean, do you want to get into that? Because, I mean, that's, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it, by the time you get to the end of that road, it's, it's you're going <laughs> to yeah, we'll have more see. knowledge than you know what to do with. I don't, you know, I, I don't have a, a necessarily this set end goal. You know, I'm really happy and excited to do what we do. You know, I work with an incredibly We're not old like and, we and, are, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this incredibly talented and passionate group of people. So, I mean, that that's really the, the driving thing right now. Um, but, you know, I think there's opportunities definitely within the world of rum. I think there's a lot of missed opportunities with rum not... Rum of a certain style not ever making it into the bottle. And I, I'd really hope to be able to change that yeah speaking of that when i was up there uh what i mean again with the power i, I call it, it's jealousy man i'm not like ripping you <laughs> i'm not like ripping you guys for the budget you guys have because it's a massive place and you have like uh, it's a lettuce and a tenue yeah uh, but i mean property, all, so. all that really is just a result of, of the amount of cocktails we're right I mean, so a like, volume bar that, and that's that does fantastic afford a certain opportunities it gives to, you it gives you a lot of cool opportunities yeah. and i was there last time you you said you guys at that time had Mildly entertained uh, doing a three dots in a dash bottling of yeah. like rum and from Ian A. Shear, right. which we've talked about numerous times on the yeah. show as well from Amsterdam. Um, I mean, did you ever go forward with any of that or what was so the that process was, like? That was about a year and a half ago, right? Okay, yeah, about a year and a half, yeah. We're almost there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> We're now finally almost so there. So just really tasting a lot of blends or? No, 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 no. It's not about picking the rum. We've known the rum. Okay. For just all the since then. importing and it's, all that shit. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's incredibly difficult. Yeah. I mean, we were talking with um, Timo Janza at Door 74 uh, in Amsterdam last summer, and yeah. just talking about Amsterdam in general and, like, just, like, kind of the trick of, like, it all comes through Amsterdam, but it's never, like, destined for Amsterdam, right. like, first. Yeah. But, like, a case falls off the truck, you know, and a few of the high-end cocktail yeah. bars will might end up with something over there. I mean, finding the rum is the easy part. It's figuring out how to 
import it, bottle it, get it distributed, and then purchase it yourself through. So is that going to go under like your guys' label, or I mean, do you have no idea, or it's just not to be talked about yet? Yeah, yeah. maybe a little bit more. <laughs> a little more bit of everything. Of column, yeah, yeah, sure. A little, little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Um, sure, but it's a, it's a tricky one. <laughs> but I think you know. I mean, you've you've visited plenty of distilleries. Like when you taste something in a distillery that's absolutely amazing, and then you taste the eighty proof juice that they bottle, and you're like, "What oh, the fuck is happening here?" We like, just had this conversation last night. It's like, man, this is incredible. Put it in a bottle. The eighty proof thing, it just is an affront. I think. I mean, this like for again, listeners out there that we've been talking over your heads for the last 47 minutes um but like i mean the, the, for legal spirits coming to the united states i mean you've got to have it uh, at 80 proof so 40 percent. but like that's a lot of fucking water that gets added into this stuff coming out of the cask or um well even if it's still and so you're you're losing a lot of the flavor because they're adding water into it and when you get really accustomed to that when that was the conversation last night right is that you know you spend enough time in martinique um, or, or even Jamaica for that matter, and you get like you should taste alcohol. Like alcohol is supposed to burn; it has a burn. Like if you don't want to taste alcohol, then I guess you can just drink a like super juicy vodka drink. But you know, if you don't want to taste it, um, that's fine. But not to mention, you can see how much dilution we're adding into the right. cocktail. Yeah, and so we don't need that that brought down. And once you get accustomed to that, it's really hard because you lose the intensity of flavor. Like you just said, there's a disconnect. Yeah, you taste the distillery, then you get the bottle, and you're like, what happened? Where, yeah. where did the flavor go? Right. You know, and it it is disappointing. So yeah. yeah, I would I would love to do a bottling man. Yeah, you know? Like how many times have you tasted something and been like, if I had this in my bar, we would crush it. Yeah. Oh, totally. And that's where the passion really comes in as well. So, um, I mean, is that like, how many was the whole team part of that? I mean, you guys are OG at like the team. So like when when it came to like choosing the rums, was that just a kind of a select few in the team? So we haven't nailed down the rum yet. I mean, we, we, we have many options for the rum, you know, and that's, I tasted Again, some of them, but yes, you yeah, did. that was real uh, cool, man. I appreciate that. They're yeah, pretty good, right? They're really they're, fucking good. Yeah, because we already buy some blends of rum that come from Sheer, right? Right. I think all of us do. We're super reliant on them. They have incredible stocks of really good rum. Um, but that's not the hurdle. It's it's really we haven't actually decided on the final blend of rum because the other steps are so much more challenging than that. Yeah. Oh, I can so. only imagine. Like I. I it's like everything, man. You're young. You're like, I just want to own my own place. And then you're like, this is fucking so much work, man. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, get into you're like, man, I want to be like an importer. That seems cool. And then yeah. you like make friends with guys that do that shit. And you're like, wow, that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. Like, I mean, sit down for like 10 minutes with like Simon Ford or Nico Palazzi. And you're like, wow, right. that's a lot of red tape you guys jumped through. Or yeah. I, we just had Ed Hamilton on the show a couple weeks ago. Yeah. He he came in here and uh, I was like, God, that just that doesn't sound fun, man. It's a lot of paperwork no, just man. to get juice, right? Yeah, you know, you know, and he's he's kind of saved our ass in a lot of ways. He's brought some things that were, you know, in times when they were not available here. Yeah, we talked about uh, uh, and, and I don't know what we lemon heart, yeah. and, you know, and I mean, well, uh, Nissan was the first agricole I think that a lot of us had, you know. And it's like, whoa, what the, what the fuck is this? I've never had rum that tasted like this. Is this doesn't taste like Bacardi. <laughs> For sure. You know? I mean, I like, love that. I mean, that was an eye-opening really, really rum. Really that might, I don't know, man. I don't know. That might have been my eye-opening rum. It might have been. I, can, I don't know. Uh, have you had the uh, the Nissan Bio? So it's like a, a single no, plot of no. white cane, uh, uh, all biodynamic. It's 
and it, it's like at 52.5, so it's like sort of the special version of their 52.5. It's absolutely insane. Damn it. <laughs> like, damn you, Kevin, and all of you Buff Cotton guys. No, we don't get it. I mean, I have uh, yeah. Martinique. I'll bring next Oh, yeah, time. yeah. Well, you were part, did you go down to Martinique as part of the, like, uh, uh, the, the Jam, Clermont. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then God, the shop over to St. Lucia Distillers, which Yeah, also... fuck you. You got to go to St. Lucia. We went to Guadalupe. Oh, um, well, fuck me, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds dope. Uh, I would love to go to Guadalupe. Uh, we actually, at, at Black Market, we have, um, we copied the mural of Dumbazo in our lobby. No we actually shit. To, yeah, we have the whole mural, <laughs> like, that lays Jibbulmulrum all over the wall. And so, like, last time Ben Jones was in, um, actually, I think it was on the podcast. We actually recorded from over there. He took pictures and texted to Hervé. Nice. <laughs> and, like... I was like, that's so fucking cool. I mean, rock stars in our world, but yeah. you know, it was, uh, yeah, but man, St. Lucia's, that's, that's high up on our list because when we were down there, they had literally not announced to the public yet that they had acquired St. Lucia yeah. Distillers and they were like, we'll tell you, but don't tell anybody else. Right, right. This is not public for two more days. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. You get to go, man. Yeah, it's a pretty special place. I'd gone there like on vacation years before I was working with rum and, you know, was down there drinking rum and having a great time. And then it all kind of circled back and went back and went to that. There's only one distillery there and really special distillery. Yeah, man. I think Marie Galant is probably my next target. Like For sure. Really? There's, there's, there's some things we have not yet discovered coming from there. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so unavailable. It's yeah, so fucking exactly. unavailable, right. you know? Although it was like crazy, man. When I was in uh, Europe uh, last summer, there I just saw so much stuff and like, guys just this is the normal juice you have in your well this is killing me yeah. this is, I'd love to have all of these things yeah you know America the, the country built on 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 rum and oh man that's a have, whole conversation yeah I mean like just waiting for Wayne Curtis to come back through here so we can have this conversation you know like the yeah. whole like how did America get built on rum yep but uh I know that you guys are, are passing through town, and you've got to have your uh, your your name for your your bourbon here up here in a moment. So I'm not going to keep you all night. We can jump over to the bar and have a drink and, and talk about the rest of that. But um, before we wrap up, man, um, is there like social media for the bar um, that that people can hunt you down? Like you guys sell mugs. You guys have some of the most fucking epic mugs, by the way. Oh, and, and just you wait. I can oh, only yeah. imagine, oh, like man. each iteration, <laughs> like you have a whole a menu one. of mugs, right? Like, yeah. I mean, actually, we, I was talking about your uh, sea urchin with Holden uh, from Tiki Farm because yeah. he had ju- he. I was like, dude, I've always just been lusting after that thing, and I've never gotten one. And I always say I'm going to get one, and then I don't, so I get too drunk. And, huh, uh, that's he, weird. I wonder uh, if we could correct and, that. Today. And, he, and he said, uh, <laughs> he said, uh, dude, I take it to shows. Yeah. And he goes, and that's the one everybody's like, I want that. And he has to keep telling them, no, <laughs> sorry, that one's for display. You can't have this one, yeah. you know. Well, luckily, we brought you and, one uh, today. Oh, so. that's fucking, are you shitting me? <laughs> no. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, but we have some really, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. No, but, uh, all right, um, all right. We have some things that are going to make all of you Tiki Mug people pretty excited in the you, next I mean, you months. have a seriously epic collection. I mean, like, there's literally a whole menu. Uh, of that, and so yeah, we, but I mean, as you know, I mean that's that's a whole nother business. It's so in your fun. Business. It's so fun, and we've we we've been working with Kenny Ruzik on our stuff. I mean, we found kind of our like, um, uh, I might have lost words of uh, the word I'm looking for here, but style, like, kind of. Your, well, your, I mean, we found the people that we really work with um, uh, well, yeah. and so um, like-minded people that that kind of kind of are into the same things we are. Yeah. And Dave Hansen, uh, you know, did a lot of work in here, and nice. then uh, Kenny Ruzik. 
Because yeah. um, they're in kind of that Papua New Guinea vibe. Mm-hmm. So he's the one that did our drum mug, which is amazing. In fact, we've been buying mugs from Kenny. Yeah. Like, we sent him the mugs, and he's, like, hand-painting them. Yeah. And then sending them back to us. And we have to, we're buying our own shit twice. <laughs> you know? But, <laughs> but they're beautiful. There's a couple of, like, hand-painted ones back behind the bar that he did. Yeah, and they're, they're, really they're pretty. Yeah. So yeah, but they, you sell them online as well, right? Yeah, so uh, you can check us out at three uh, dot uh, I'm at you know if you're looking for me on on Facebook or Instagram, I'm at Heads to Tails. Uh, we have Star Tender eighty four over here. Um, so <laughs> Star Tender eighty four, eighty three or eighty four? Yeah. Eighty four. Eighty four. I just changed. Eighty three. Somebody Instagram. different. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Do you know who Star Tender eighty three is? Oh, don't get us started on that guy. <laughs> hack. He's a hack. <laughs> Guys, you got social media? Yeah, I just, I just made it today. I made it today. So, like, uh, what is that? Instagram? It's Dave Duran 2247. 2247 is 247. All right. I don't think that's right. It's 427. All right. Check out Corey and myself, and you'll find Dave. I promise. Well, that's... To wrap up every show, man, and I'm dying to hear you, because I know you guys have been down in Kentucky. And now you're in a bar, and at least you guys are staying overnight, because I always make the dumb decision of, like, let's go hit a few places and then drive back three and a half hours. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. It's stupid. Um, But we always uh, are curious about if you guys have any hangover cures, man. We're compiling a list. Let's see what Uh, works, man. (laughs) Well, can I talk about hangover prevention for a moment? Sure, yeah, man. Yeah. So, uh, I'm okay for the moment. Um, So, we just put a cocktail on the menu that's called a gift to your future self. Um... And it contains, it's a young coconut cracked open. We pour about half the young coconut uh, water out. And then we fill the rest with Korean pear juice. Because I don't know if you saw that study um, done by the uh, Australian Health Organization that um, Korean pear juice increases the production of an enzyme uh, in your liver that breaks down alcohol. Um, Okay. So consuming Asian pear juice before you drink helps uh, prevent a hangover the next day. So you, it's coconut water and, and Asian pear juice, essentially ginger and green, green tea. tea. All right, that's actually pretty cool. So it just yeah. kind of expedites the. Uh, so you kind of, you pack yourself with electrolytes. Yeah. Um, you know you you really give your body a fighting chance for the destruction you're about to. That's kind of genius. So. All right. Well, there you go. That's actually our first hangover preventative that you get at the bar. Not yeah. Like the, sure. Right. You know, it's about it's like being a boy scout. You got to be prepared for you. Yeah. yeah, I always think I'm going to be. Yeah. I think actually the last time I was at Lost Lake, um, I just uh, I had to tell the bartender like, before you serve me each cocktail, please make sure I finish the glass of water this next time. <laughs> because if I don't get told that, then I don't I I, I will be destroyed. Yeah. Like I just I'm like this has water in it. It's like you know. It's a crush, It'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, exactly. Right, and then yeah. the next morning I'm feeling fucking miserable. So I'm like, just make me drink that yeah. before you let me have another cocktail. Yeah. Yeah, and we're also trying to introduce a new fad diet where you don't drink alcohol after midnight. <laughs> yeah, after midnight. <laughs> it's not going well. Yeah, no, no, no. We got an hour. You're right. I guess we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, this has been pretty awesome, man. I appreciate you guys sitting down. I know that you're, like, uh, kind of checking through and you're probably tired as fuck driving back from Kentucky. But, cool. uh, but again, thank you for being on the show. Uh, yeah, man, thanks and, for having us. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait spot to... here is incredible. This is live from the in front of us. Now, let's just, just like... <laughs> <laughs> again, man, we're, we're, that's 
we're flattered that, that you guys think that, man, because we think really highly of you guys' program. You know, <laughs> like otherwise we wouldn't have stole your drink. But uh, oh, we are yeah, we're gonna be back up there soon, man. Definitely. Right. In fact, uh, I'm trying to get up there before we, the Chicago winter gets too brutal. Yeah, man. Let's figure it out too. Let's get you guys behind the bar. I think everybody out there would love to see Inferno Room. It'd be a lot of fun, man. Really freak the fuck out of them. They're they're getting their asses kicked here. We're putting them behind your bar. What do you say? Four hundred cocktails yeah. each a night. Yeah, have fun with that. Won't be me. It. I'll just be walking around shaking hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. All right, guys. Well, again, if you want to find us uh, online, we're at Shift Drink Podcast on Instagram and etc. And also, I uh, want to give a shout out to the Hi-Fi and Indy uh, that just sent us uh, sent us over some tickets to see Marty Friedman on uh, February 14th. So uh, we still got a few months, but uh, hey, uh, thanks to Josh Baker and the guys over the Hi-Fi for sending over tickets to see Marty, man. It's going to be pretty rocking. So I don't know, man. I think I might make a run of having him on the show. Just got to figure out an angle. He lives in Japan. Maybe he's in Osaka. I don't know. But uh, all right, guys. Well, until next time, cheers. Cheers. cheers.